Hello, everyone, and welcome to the What's Up St. Charles podcast. I'm Nate. And I'm Nick. And we're going to have a fantastic episode today as we're going to be talking about the Hops for Hope 5K and Brewfest. We have Catherine Rita here, who is the event director with Project Mobility, to talk about this wonderful event and all the amazing things that are going to be happening on October 14th. So, Catherine, welcome to the podcast. It's great to have you. Thank you for having me. <laughs> Absolutely. So, before we get to talking about the event, let's talk about you a little bit, if that sounds good. Sure. Um, so, are you from around the area at all, or where are you from, and how long have you been and worked in St. Charles for? So, I'm from St. Charles. I've been here my entire life. Okay. I also work here, so it's like my bubble. I don't leave, <laughs> which is fine by me. It's a good bubble. It is a good bubble. <laughs> okay, and what are some of your favorite things to do here? So, definitely the food. Me and my husband okay. like to consider ourselves foodies, so I feel like we're blessed to be in this town. We have so many amazing restaurants, so... Okay, awesome. Any favorite restaurants that you got, or Ugh, well, it depends. What am I feeling? <laughs> or favorite that food day? types? Well, Mexican, you can't go wrong with La okay. Mesa, <laughs> and La Mesa is one of our biggest supporters for years. Yes. Fancy, graceful, ordinary. Okay. Oh, beautiful view, mm-hmm. right? Yep. Um, moto y moto, sushi, oh, yeah. GMA, like, I, could I just name them all? <laughs> <laughs> the list goes Good, on, it'll be, on We'll be here for a couple hours. Perfect. Then, so. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm just going to have to go to all of them after this. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. So, all right. Yeah, so I guess take us on the path that you took to ultimately become the um, events director at Project Mobility. I guess to start off, how did you get involved with just, you know, planning events in general? So I'd say it started when I was little, when I planned my dog and cat's wedding. (laughs) I knew then that I was definitely into planning things. I would always beg my mom like six months before my birthday to get invitations. Let's start planning my birthday. She's like, it's January. It's cold. Your birthday's in the summer. Let's wait. So I've always knew like planning stuff was fun. Whenever we had like family stuff, I would always like make traditions and pick new fun things we would do. And then... I thought that was just, like, my personality. And then as I started going to, like, college, I was like, what am I going to do with my life? I don't know. Mm -hmm. And then I was like, what do I like? I like planning things. And then I saw the wedding planner. I was like, wait, I can do that for a living? That seems like so much fun. (laughs) Yeah. And then I got sucked into weddings. And the whole time I went to school, I was doing internships. And then I actually worked for a couple wedding planners and loved it. And then kind of felt like something was missing. I loved all the glitz and glam, putting mm. things together from nothing to something extravagant. Yeah. But it still felt like something was missing. So then um, the bike rack is our family business. We've been in business for almost 50 years. Okay. And, um, and we've had Hal on before yeah. to talk about and the bike rack. And he's my uncle, yes. He's awesome. Yes, I love getting to talk guy. to him. So <laughs> Yeah, so keep it all in the family. So. Um, We have the bike rack, and then, as you know, with Hal and his son, Jacob, my cousin, um, Project Mobility was born. Okay. And um, we would always do, or they always did, a bike ride. I think this upcoming year is our 12th year. Everybody rides. And it was mainly my mom doing most of it. And then at the last minute, be like, can you help me? I need to do a few things, and I jump in at the end. And then going and seeing the presentations, giving the bikes away, and seeing the planning of an event, but it changing lives Mm -hmm. was something I knew I needed to be a part of. So I left weddings, but then I started working at animal shelter because yeah. I didn't really want to dive into the family business just because I was there every single day since I was a little kid. Okay. Worked at an animal shelter and loved it. Mm-hmm. And then I was still helping with that one event. And I knew I could make more of it and bring more events to the table. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I jumped ship. And since 2016, I've never been happier. 
Awesome. Yeah. Oh, that's fantastic. And um, I also know you were a head coach for All-Star Rebels cheerleading. Yes. Can you talk a little bit about that? I mean, did you used to cheer like yes. back in high school? Um, so I started in sixth grade. I was extremely shy, and my mom would try to throw me in any sport, and I hated it. Okay. The first day she brought me to cheer, they threw me up in the air, and she's like, oh, my gosh, she's never going to come back. <laughs> and I was like, I want to go again. And it was so much fun. Yeah. And then another one of my passions is children. Okay. Um, so I was in cheerleading, loved it, and then they would let some of the kids help coach we were junior coaches got sucked in that way and then as soon as I was too old to cheer I got my own three to five year old team which sounds like torture to some but (laughs) I thought it was amazing (laughs) and they were really good yeah absolutely do you find you know like some of the skills that you probably develop from uh being a coach and cheer do you find that any of those skills are transferable to what you do now yes because I would have to create an entire routine from nothing just like creating an event from nothing coordinating a three-year-old to do something is extremely hard so volunteers <laughs> yep. and anyone else I can handle so yeah a lot of that definitely rolled into what I do now that's great and okay. I'm still helping children so absolutely so and can we uh, transition into talking about project mobility a little bit so yeah. you know you guys are based here in St. Charles right mm-hmm. okay and you know what is kind of the goal of the organization or what are you guys trying to achieve so we are um trying to give everyone the freedom of mobility so those that are in a wheelchair or um suffered from a stroke or have autism and balance issues and can't get on a bike a little five-year-old that wants to join their family or a wounded veteran that just served his country but is now stuck on the couch because he everything that he just endured our goal is no matter who you are and what you've been through we can get you on a bike okay And I feel like almost everyone's used to a bike. You get it when you're a child, you ride it, it's fun, it sits in your garage and you get back to it. Mm -hmm. But for those that have their either their freedom taken away or they of mobility or never got it, it's actually a really big deal to ride a bike. And Mm -hmm. one of the things we do at our fundraisers is we show you firsthand with our adaptive bike giveaway somebody that's never been on a bike and they get on it and their whole family's in tears and they feel the wind in their hair and all these things that we take for granted are such big significant things in their lives Mm -hmm. you get to see firsthand at our events absolutely and And so can oh go ahead oh no you're fine i was going to ask you know what uh an adaptive bike is for people that may not know yeah so um one could look as simple as like a trek bike you have with a few like with training wheels and a few modifications okay and that would be for an individual that doesn't need as much adaptations So maybe a child with autism just has a little bit of a balance issue. So going on just a different bike, they may fall, but this one's just a little safer. Or it can be um, Cooper Roberts from the Highland Park shooting. We actually gave him a bike at Hops for Hope last year, was paralyzed. Yeah. So he can't walk. So how is he going to enjoy his bike? And that was one of the things he had a hard time after his shooting was he loved riding his bike. And now he was like, I'm never going to be able to. So he got a hand cycle. So instead of his legs pedaling, his hands pedal. Okay. Wow, that's so awesome that anyone, you, know, you guys are able to yeah. provide that. Yeah. yeah. So can you also take us like what the price kind of looks like for an adaptive bike like that? Because, you know, with your, your fundraisers, I imagine that there are, you know, a good amount of money to purchase. Yes. So it depends. So one of the... Um, like the ones I was telling you for someone that just has some balance issues. That could yes, be about those are probably the lower. Like maybe 1500 It just okay. really depends. But some of the very modified ones, those can be over $6,000. Wow. So I like to say the range is like three to six. And COVID made things, of course, get right. more expensive. <laughs> so, um, yeah, and most families don't have that amount of money. And then if you're a family with so many medical bills and just trying to survive the day-to-day, 
trying to figure out how in the world am I going to get that much money? How am I going to find funding for that? It's just a whole entire thing on its own. So that's where I come in and I host these fundraisers, raise the money, and we give them away. Absolutely. And so, you know, with Project Mobility, you know, you have the Hops Rope 5K and Brewfest, and we'll get into talking that in the part two, but I know you guys also host some other events throughout the year. Can mm-hmm. you talk about those just a little bit? Yeah, so our other one we do in the beginning of the summer, that's Everybody Rides. Okay. Um, so the 12th year is coming up, I think, yeah. And that's just our bike ride fundraiser. We have um, a trail ride, three miles or 10 miles. That's more family friendly or those with the adaptive bicycles because it's on a path. All right. And then we have our road ride, which is 29, 46, or 62 miles. Wow. Yeah, I know. I don't even drive that far in a car, (laughs) let alone on my bike. So I'll plan it. Um, And then afterwards, they come back to the park and we have a big party in the park. Yes. Okay. Perfect. Well, that'll bring us almost to the end of uh, part one. We're going to hit you with our silly question here real quick as we like to keep it fun and lighthearted <laughs> on the podcast. So, you know, with run, with uh, hosting a race, but also, you know, being uh, involved in the biking world too, this question kind of pertains to that. So if you had a choice, would you rather have to run a full marathon or bike 100 miles? So this is like a really hard question. <laughs> I think I'm in good shape. I work out all the time, but I don't think I could handle a marathon and I don't think I could ride that much. Um, but if you catch me working out, I am more of a runner. Okay. But then I have a two and four year old, so we're constantly going on bike rides. Okay. So I will attempt both and probably fail at both. (laughs) Perfect. All right. Well, that is a perfect answer. So, um, that'll wrap up our part one. We're going to take a short break here before we go into part two. We'll have some sponsored messages and we'll be right back after them. Stay tuned. Hello, everyone, and welcome to The Break Between the Podcast. We are going to share some brief messages from our sponsors, as we would like to thank them so much for helping make events like Scarecrow Weekend possible. So we have our first sponsor that Nick is going to tell you all about right now. All right, Nate. Let's start off with McNally's Heating and Cooling. When the seasons change, you don't want to be stuck with heating or cooling issues in your home. McNally's Heating and Cooling has over 25 years of experience serving St. Charles and the surrounding community, making them the leaders in the Fox Valley in commercial and residential service for repairs and installations. There's no such thing as a job that is too big or too small for their experienced team, so call to set up an appointment and feel confident that your home is getting the quality service that it deserves. Awesome job, Nick. Our second uh, sponsor here is St. Charles Chrysler Dodge Jeep and Ram. As your local premier dealer, St. Charles Chrysler Dodge Jeep and Ram offers a wide range of both vehicles and services for any and all of your vehicle needs with a friendly and dedicated staff. Be sure to stop in and see them for the real deal right here on Main Street. Located at 1611 East Main Street in St. Charles, they look forward to earning your business. Next up, we have Gerald Subaru of North Aurora. Gerald Subaru of North Aurora has stood for the highest standard of excellence and customer service in the community for over 30 years. Partnered with their exclusive Gerald Lifetime Warranty, their customers are empowered to have a lifetime of worry-free driving. Come see for yourself at Gerald Subaru of North Aurora. Got to get to Gerald. We got one more sponsor here, so I'm just going to take this one, and it is St. Charles Bank and Trust. St. Charles Bank and Trust is a proud sponsor of the Family Zone at Scarecrow Weekend. Celebrate fall with them and be sure to stop by their booth and say hello. You can also visit them at their location in downtown St. Charles at 411 West Main Street before or after Scarecrow Weekend to connect with their amazing staff and start achieving your financial goals today. 
That will wrap up our break between the podcast. Let's get back into the podcast to find out what's up, St. Charles. rock and roll. Hi everyone, welcome back to our podcast here. We're going to hop into part two where we're going to talk about the Hops for Hope uh, 5K and Brewfest. So Catherine, uh, when and where is the event? It is at Mount St. Mary Park in downtown St. Charles on Saturday, October 14th. Okay, and uh, what time will it be at? So the 5K kicks off right at noon. Um, 10 to 11.45 is when people come in. Everyone has to get their IDs checked. And then um, our presenting sponsor, Dogfish Head and Truly, pass out samples during that time cool. frame. So you're not bored waiting to get your ID <laughs> checked. You can have some samples. Awesome. And so how long has the event been going on for now? I, I think it's been almost, what, a couple years, if not this more? This is year seven. It's year wow. seven. Wow. Yeah. That's awesome. I mean, time has just flown. You know, I yeah. remember, because I've been here going on my sixth year now, I remember you know, when it was in its infancy, and I was like, this is so cool to yeah. have this here in St. Charles. Oh, so, thank yeah. you. <laughs> I love how much it has just grown here and taken root here. So Yeah, we went from five breweries and 300 people to almost 30 breweries and 1,000 people. Wow, that so, is so cool. 30 breweries. Yeah, last year wow. we were right under 30. Wow. And we sold out at 1,000 people. So I was like, wow, this is going good. <laughs> wow. And so, you know, with the goal being of the event to help fundraise for Project Mobility, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Perfect. And, you know, providing that um, adaptive bike to, to someone at the event, right? Correct. Okay. Um, we Our goal is multiple someones. Okay. <laughs> so as many as we can give away, we try. Okay. And then also just spreading awareness on adaptive cycling because when you just, like what I said earlier, like you don't really understand it until you see it. Okay. So that's why we find it so important to really show, like, your dollar is going here. Look what yeah. you did. Right. You thought you are coming out for a fun day of drinking and running, and you changed someone's life. Okay. And if you don't mind me asking, how many bikes were you able to give out last year at the event? Six. Six. Oh, yes. awesome. That's incredible. So over $25,000 we donated wow. in adaptive cycling equipment. That's awesome. Yeah. Congratulations yes. to you. Thank you. That is, that is a huge achievement. Yes. So. Um, and, you know, what can you find and do during the event? Well, you can find lots of beer <laughs> and lots of people <laughs> running. But if you're a beer drinker and you're like, why would I run and drink? That seems terrible. You can skip the 5K okay. and come straight to the Brewfest. But I would say, gosh, like 98% of our ticket sales is people doing both. Okay. Um, most of the people are just walking with groups of friends. Maybe they throw in a jog here and there. But, like, Mount St. Mary is a beautiful park. Mm-hmm. And then we go into Wheeler Park, which is another beautiful park in Geneva. So you're getting to hang out with your friends, yep. walk through two really pretty parks, yeah. and you're drinking beer at the beer stops. Like, you usually can't do that legally. So <laughs> it's a really good event. <laughs> yes. Um, and so what is new at the, the event this year? I would say everything's pretty much the same. Last year was a big year for us. We launched the Brewfest um, portion. Before right. it was do the 5K come back. Those beer or those breweries that were on the course are now at the after party, we would call it. Okay. Grab some full-size beers of the samples you liked. Well, we had so much interest from breweries that were like, oh, my gosh, we can't fit this many. We need a rebrand to an actual beer festival. Okay. So you'll find lots of beer, like I said, a mountain of beer raffle. Yes. Could you so, talk about that a little bit? Yeah. So 
Um, we are looking still for donations of cases of beer um, and picture a mountain of beer, just a huge pile. I think we had like 25 to 30 cases of beer okay. last year. I would like to say it would last one maybe a year, but I don't know how quick people drink beer. <laughs> um, you Depends win it, you bring it all home. You throw exactly, or, yes. You know, if you're going through a rough time, maybe right? a little bit more. <laughs> we got you covered. Buy a yeah. raffle ticket, and you don't have to be present. So even someone not coming, go to our website, purchase a raffle ticket, and you can win. Awesome. Yeah, we we saw the picture online, and yes, it's crazy. Yeah, yeah. when you see just all of that stacked up, you're just like, wow. <laughs> and they came over to my de- uh, my desk and we're like, we got to start training. <laughs> right. And the cool part was, is we had a certain amount going into the event and then the brewery saw our presentation, yeah. which like I tell them about it beforehand, but they actually saw it and like, wow, what, what more can I do? So they were walking over and just donating cases of beer at the event on the spot. They're like, I just need to help somehow. And they were giving more Gosh, beer. That's awesome. So, so it turns not into a mountain, but it turns into a mountain range. Yes. <laughs> right. So I'll take as much as I can get. <laughs> So can you talk a little bit about, I guess, how you originally chose Mount St. Mary Park as the location? Yeah. So um, closing down roads is very expensive. So for a nonprofit, (laughs) I was like, well, I can't do that. I need to do something um, more affordable. So I wanted to stick to a park. And then Mount St. Mary just... It has a good amount of space with yeah. the path. Some mm-hmm. don't have that much. And then it does connect. There's a crossing of 31, and then it goes right into another amazing size yeah. park. So it kind of almost feels like they were made for our event. So yeah. it's just perfect yeah. fit. The riv- uh, the Fox River is right there, so yeah. it's mm-hmm. pretty. So it's just like a really pretty park. It has a lot to do, and yeah. then it has enough space for a beer festival. Yeah, absolutely. And you, as you mentioned before, you know, Mount St. Mary is beautiful. It's a mm-hmm. beautiful park. And it's, and a it's nice downtown. Place to spend a, spend yeah. Yeah. Um, so I guess during the race, I, how are the, um, the breweries spaced out? Is it like evenly spaced? Cause you drink along the way, correct? correct? So are they just evenly spaced? And I'm sorry if you said this before, but how many stops? Six. Six stops. Six. So we have seven breweries at six stops. Okay. Dogfish Head and Truly are presenting sponsors in there at the first one. So they're combined. Okay. So. And then you also have some of the St. Charles ones represented oh, at the, yes. the other stops. Yes. So we have 93 Octane, okay. um, Obscurity, which is Auburn, yep. um, Pollyanna, BBGB, and Riverlands. Awesome. And there are big supporters. They donate all their beer, which we request a lot because they're on the 5K and the Brewfest. Yeah. And they're just, a lot of them have been there since year one, and they really believe in what we do, and they think it's a fun event. So Awesome. It's well, it's great to hear that community buy-in and community support and business support, too. So, yeah. Yeah. And then to, to kind of go back to after the event, obviously, there's going to be more beer. There's going to be the raffles. Is there going to be any food? Yes. So Craft Urban um, out of Geneva and Aurora, there are food vendors, so okay. they're going to handle it all. I don't know if you guys have been there, but delicious yes were they there last year they were okay yes yes and um they're just they're great people they truly like they believe in missions and nonprofits, and they support them so yeah we're really excited to have them yeah and then music we're gonna have um bronson rock and infunctious they were also there last year and um we sent out a post-event survey and everyone's like bring them back we don't want (laughs) to see anyone but them so i brought them back (laughs) people spoke and i listened (laughs) that's great and you know if somebody is now interested in signing up and registering for hops for hope how Mm -hmm. do they go about doing so hops for hope 5k.com and go quickly because we are going to sell we sold out last year and we're already 150 tickets ahead of where we were last year at this time that's fantastic so run to register (laughs) (laughs) get them asap yes yes it's great and if somebody wants to find uh, more information on project mobility uh where should they go for that uh projectmobility.org or also our facebook page um that's the most up-to-date we're always posting you can actually see us doing our in-services how my uncle 
the brains behind the operation. He is going to hospitals, therapy centers, getting kids on bikes for a day, um, doing uh, the wounded veterans and getting them onto the bikes from their couch, like where they were not able to move at all. So Hal can get anyone on a bike. Okay. And yeah, so you can see the pictures, you can see them in action. And yeah, it's great. And you can find good bikes over at the bike rack too. Yes. <laughs> My grandma's still working there, 86. Wow. 86 every day wow. she will answer the phone so okay That's so they should ask for grandma honeyman honeyman yes okay. nancy <laughs> nancy yes, yes. perfect so um and then anything else that you'd like to pr- uh, promote for project mobility before we wrap up um, here well one fun thing about our event is we were not or we won uh best races in america really wow. yeah so we're an award-winning awesome. race Woo-hoo! yes that's awesome um so and that was for, you know, just the, like you won that last year? Or? We won it in 2020. 2020, okay. Yes. Um, for best um, bites and bevies, they called it. That was our category we won. So one of 100 in the entire country. So. Wow, that's okay. yeah. Congratulations. Thank you. Yeah, awesome. So come and enjoy an award-winning 5K. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And, you know, of course, you guys had the other events throughout the year, as we talked about. Mm-hmm. Was there anything else that you want to talk about with there? Yeah, so we have another event. We did launch it back in 2020 before COVID. So we are going to launch it again per approval. Um, but I can give you a hint. If you're a foodie like me, it is the perfect event for you. Okay. And it will take place, hopefully, on First Street. All right. So well, that'll be summer of mm-hmm. next year, hopefully. So so follow the social media, yes. you guys social media, stay in tune with what's going on. So that way, they, if they wanted to check that out, they can yes. find that Yes, and you out. don't have to wear your workout clothes at this event. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Or do, you know, running or, or bike beforehand. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. So awesome. Well, um, that'll bring us to the last question here. So awesome job, Catherine. Uh, is there anything that you'd like to say to the St. Charles community before we wrap up here? Um, thank you for those that have supported us. And I I hope to see you guys all on October 14th. Absolutely. And hope for great weather as always. Oh, knock on wood. Yes. <laughs> knock on wood. Last you know, year was perfect season, weather. Whatever you need. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I did it. I did the event last year. Perfect weather. Yes. It was like, couldn't ask for a better So let's day. order that up again. <laughs> yes. Absolutely. 2020 owes us so much that it owes agree. us like good weather for the next like 50 years. Yes. So. <laughs> <laughs> agree. Awesome. Well, thank you again, Catherine, for coming on. It was a pleasure speaking to you thank today. Thank you. And of course, everyone, make sure to check out the Hops or Hope 5K and Brewfest, but also just go check out Project Mobility. It's a great cause to get behind and support so you can really make a difference in someone's life. That'll bring us to the end of our episode. We'll have more episodes coming down the line. So until then, everyone, stay safe, stay healthy, and we'll see you all next time.